Today's podcast is brought to you by Auto Armor, Central Mississippi's premier automotive detail and ceramic coating shop. Located at 4394 Mangum Drive in Flowood, Mississippi. You can check them out online at AutoArmorMS.com and on social media at AutoArmorMS. That's A-U-T-O-A-R-M-O-U-R-M-S. Located right there in Flowood, Mississippi behind Merritt Health Hospital. See you soon at Auto Armor in Flowood. We're back. And it's Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I am coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. Well, folks, it is Thursday and we're glad to be here. And uh, gotta hold on a minute here. Looking for my red ink pen. I have to grade my producer as he's working. And uh, it seems like no other pen actually works but red dealing with this guy. But anyway, it's not available to me right now, but we'll we'll make do with what we have. It is Thursday. There you go. Uh, that is a similar. Okay, close enough. Yeah. Good deal. All right, folks, it is Thursday. It's going to be an open forum here today. We're going to have some uh, uh, Freedom Caucus members uh, stopping by in the 5 o'clock hour or calling in. One of the two, they will be uh, giving us an update what's going on in the legislature. And uh, we're going to uh, uh, welcome them to get us an update. I understand that one of the bills, bill House Bill 1509, was passed out of committee. Uh, and uh, that was the bill that dealt with... Uh, the ability of uh, people to be penalized, uh, imposing mandates and uh, vaccine mandates on people. So they're uh, they're making some progress over there. Let me see what. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's uh, let's see. I'll pull it up here. House Bill fifteen oh nine I N. I don't know what I N stands for, um, but we'll get them to talk more about it when they get here, and uh, uh, see what kind of progress you know. I was listening to uh, my friend Steve sent me a, a video of uh, John Quaid from about 33 decades ago talking about the uh, challenges that our founding fathers went through in the birth of this nation in the uh, conflict that ensued from their unwillingness to bow down to all the dictates coming out of England. And uh, I think I'm going to play before probably tomorrow, if not today. Uh, it's about let's see, 42, probably about 10 minutes long. And he just points out what the uh, founding fathers went through and how they were diligent. Uh, matter of fact, uh, John Han- John Hancock and uh, one of the Adams, I don't know which one, Quincy Adams, one of them, um, John Adams, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, well, one of the Adams boys, because you know, both of them were presidents at one time and one went back to the Congress. But anyway, Leading up to the uh, Civil War, they went and they went to the pastor, Mr. Joseph. Uh, anyway, Pastor Joseph Clark, and they said, "Pastor, we look like we're going we're going to be in conflict here with the mother country, as it were, and uh, we want to make sure that we are squared away within the Word of God." And the pastor pointed out that it is a Christian's duty to defend himself and to defend his loved ones, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. 
He said, but now it's only, war is only available to the Christian after they've been attacked. So it goes on to talk about the fact that the battle, the battle of Concord, or battle of Lexington, rather, Lexington, Concord, whatever. I think it's、uh, two of the same. But anyway, the Battle of Lexington, which is、uh, the shot that was heard around the world where it was fired at, that in fact the Patriots took incoming. In other words, they let the British get their first rounds of shot off on them. And then they fired back and then they retreated. I didn't know that. That's not the way it's portrayed in most、uh, visuals that you see,、uh, TV plays, et cetera. And the reason why they did that is because Pastor Joseph Clark had told them that in order to be in the will of God and have God on our side based on what Scripture suggests and tells, that we could not be the aggressor. So there were some men who sacrificed right there on the spot. Being wounded, being killed, being harmed, being maimed for the sole purpose of being in alignment with the word. And then after that, it was on. That's when you got the, the swamp fox type tactics, the guerrilla asymmetrical warfare that ensued. But all the miracles that happened throughout the Revolutionary War was because of those men decided to put it all on the line. For righteousness cause. This is why, when I think of the field guns of the world, I think of the Roger Wickers and the、uh, Greg with two G's, Harper, and all the other weak kneed so called conservatives, men and women of God, Christian soldiers. They don't have that courage. And as I've said, I, I'm just astounded by the fidelity that Philip Gunn shows to the Folks who basically are falling down. I mean, it's a bribe. Whether it came from Washington, D.C., or it came from Pfizer under the table, it's still a bribe. And these people are bribing our elected and, and appointed officials to steal our freedoms. And these people stay bought. They don't have a moment of, of、uh, clarity or epiphany and say, you know what, this is wrong. You don't see that. But in this secret place that they're counting their money, thinking about how they're going to be able to retire and live in Fat City and enjoy the good things, they don't think about the consequences of what if it doesn't work? What if the people rise up against the tyranny that they want to rain down on the citizens of this state and this country? Because the citizens say, you know what? I don't give a damn about your title. We're not going to do this. And guess what? You can't come back home. Hence, The need for a bug out bag. But anyway, I don't need, I mean, I don't mean to belabor the point, but we are there, and this is going to continue to devolve into something that many of us don't want, but again, it is our duty to stand in this hour. We've been, you know, I've always been astounded by this, me personally. About how many people say that they love the Lord and you know,、uh, all that and then don't want to pay the price. Well, Kim, you didn't want to pay the price when you, you know what? I just didn't want to die at the hands of those devils. 
because they kept saying, well, you know, the reason why we were putting those paralytics on you because you were fighting us. And I'm saying, if I was fighting you, it was for a reason. Y'all had told me something that I did understand. But now, after the renewed、uh, one more chance that I've been given, and I am determined to give it all going forward to try to stiffen the spines of our people to stand against this tyranny for our kids' sake. Not for my sake, not for your sake, but for the kids. They deserve better. You and I enjoy the best that America had to offer. We're the generation that the dollars fell on. Our parents who endured the Depression and World War II were grateful to have those jobs that allowed them to collect a little retirement, a little Social Security, and send their kids to school and all that. And they were thankful. They were grateful. And we need to show that same thing that we're thankful. Because, I mean, we actually got all the material crap that came out of World War II. Kids born in the 50s and the 60s. And now we don't want to pay the price for our kids and grandkids. Though we say we love them. Well, they're going to have to do, they're going to have to, they'll figure it out. No, this evil that's asking us to sacrifice our kids at every turn, whether it be through the vaccine or through a poor educational system. Or through neglect via government mandates and edicts that says that you can't discipline this and you can't do that. And no. And now we have more footage today of Joe Biden ferrying these kids, illegals, all around the country on private. I mean, folks, these are luxury jets. I mean, these are the jets that the Zuckerbergs and the, and the Soros and the Gates ride around in. They're They're ferreting these kids around on these planes, dropping them off in these different cities and localities in the dark of night. And yet, they're asking us to go die on the border of Ukraine and Russia in a civil war that has nothing to do with us. Hey. Oh, oh bless your heart. That is nice. Okay. Okay, got a.、Uh, you can sit it there on the chair. Okay, you going to say a word? Okay. All right. Sit there. I'm Sarah, I'm here to wish Kim Wade a happy birthday. I'm delivering a basket from Simply Balloons from Ms. Sheila Spann. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. you have, wow, this is really nice. <laughs> It is really nice.、Uh, wow, I'm, bl- I'm blown away here. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. And, this, and the name of it is Simply Balloons? Yes, sir. And、it's、where are you located?、Company. It's only been open for about three weeks. Okay, and where are you located? We're located in Flowood. Okay. And we do deliveries of balloons and gifts. Awesome, awesome. You have a Facebook page? I do, yes, sir. It's simplyballoons.shop. All right. Well, we'll have to check you out, and we thank you for making the trip all the way up from Flowood <laughs> over here to Florida. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. God bless you now. Have a great day. All righty. All right. That is nice. Yeah, today is my 66th birthday. The Lord has blessed me to see one more last time, one more day to get it right. And I intend to. I intend to walk in the light of my understanding of the revealed word to me. I'm not here to apologize. I'm not here to try to get along. I'm not here to make friends and influence. 
people and all that. Nope, I'm, I'm going to deliver the word that's delivered to me unvarnished. I'm not trying to uh, uh, co sign someone else's fantasy. Uh, like I told you, I am totally disgusted with what's going on in the black community with, with black Democrats. It, it, is, it is clear as a bell that they're selling us out at every turn. Every turn. And they don't even care. And yet, we don't even care. This is why I'm telling all the greater community, don't put up with our crap. If you really like black people or want to save people, period, black, white, or sky blue, green, quit putting up with our crap. Our leadership has become absolutely corrupt, indifferent, criminally insane in some instances. So to that extent, uh, let us redouble our efforts in 2022 to break it up at the door. We don't owe these people anything. And these politicians, as I pointed out to you yesterday, everybody that, that, that has put those, well, All right, folks, we're back, and it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. I want to remind you, folks, our good friends over at Rapid Tire Exchange would like to let you know as your income tax money comes in, go ahead on and get that car road ready. Get you some new tires, get those brakes fixed. You need CV boots, you need struts, you got to need uh, a wheel alignment. You need an air conditioner topped off and tuned up. Folks, they can do it all at Rapid Tire Exchange, 953. Highway 80 in Clinton, right across from the Walmart, right in back of Rapid Oil Change. Get your oil change while you're over there. Get that car service. Put that money to good use because you're going to need that car. Huh? Okay, come on. Yeah. Uh, you're going to need that car uh, to get you around through the rest of the year. So take this money to get it ready. And you can go online, rapidtireexchange.com, and uh, you can order your tires, you can order the parts, you can order accessories. If you want to trick out your truck, you want to give your husband an opportunity to add a little flavor to the old uh, uh, SUV, ATV, or truck, they can do it right there at Rapid Tire Exchange. So check them out. Check out the offerings. They're good people. I commend them to you highly. And if you're looking for an employment opportunities, go online there and, and uh, click on Contact Us and just put your name in the hat. Who knows? If you're a good hard worker, good work ethic, there could very well be opportunities there for you. They have folks been there with, with them over three decades. So it's a good place to work, and they're good people to work for. Ken and Dave, they'll take good care of your rapid tire exchange. Let's again, let's again make plans to get that car worked on, fixed, and repaired. And they're people you can trust. They're not trying to retire off one transaction. They want customers for life. So meet your new friends at Rapid Tire Exchange. All right, folks, it is a open forum. Let's go to Mobile Bob. Hey, man. Hey, it's Kim. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, uh, go ahead and have a birthday, by the way. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Leslie, you made it through another one. Me too. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, what you said about these, how young are these kids that they get dropped, dumped off somewhere? How, how young are they? Oh, man, they're all up and down the uh, age group. Uh, they just These are the uh, uh, unac- unaccompanied kids that we're having to pay money for because we're separating them from their from their parents and the parents don't know where they're at, so they have mental anguish, and they're suing our government. And Joe Biden's giving them money on top of letting them into the country free. Yeah, I saw that thing report by Tucker last night. And they're just dumping them off and just letting them go? I mean, is, uh, is that what they're doing? Well, what it is, they seem to have some hookup with some kind of a, a, a foster care system where they're dumping them off, and they're paying the households who get these kids $5,000 a month. Five grand per head, dude. 
this country is next level stupid. No. That's stupid, and then that's next level stupid. And we've reached the next level of stupidity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should say white country, white Western country. Because countries that are non-white, they don't do this stuff. Mm-hmm. None of them. No non-white country does what white countries do. Mm-hmm. As far as white folks, guilt, will you please stop with this guilt? Uh, it's, it, it's, it is eating us all alive. Uh, and then just the United States, again, you've got uh, Germany, France. All the white countries are just next-level stupid with all this nonsensical guilt they feel about being uh, having better things than the rest of the uh, non-white countries. It just drives us all insane. Japan don't do this. A lot of folks like to go to Japan, but Japan mm-hmm. won't let people in because they're not stupid. Mm-hmm. But we are. This, we're just so stupid. Well, again, this is all part of a plan. Uh, you got people out there who just, uh, they're at war with humanity. They are part of Satan. I mean, they're part of the uh, that evil that was been with us since time immemorial, and they're working their dope boy magic. They're doing everything they can to destroy this country. They don't care. As long as they're on top of whatever pile that's left, that's all that matters. And that's why I'm saying, folks, we don't have to go along with this. These people are not invincible. Their plan is not etched in stone. It's not ordained by God. If we bow up, buck up, and stomp a knot in them, oh, they'll, they'll back this thing up. You put enough pain on anybody, I don't care how many billions of dollars they got, they'll stop it. Ask Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah what's the number like? So I think I heard one number, like almost $2 million a month or something like that. Keep uh, illegal flooding or coming across, trying to go across the border. That well, it was, two, like that? it was two million since uh, Biden took office in January of last year. Two million people. Oh, two million a year. Oh, yeah, two million. And years. that's two what million. they can document. Yeah, two million, two million a year, right, right, right. Yeah, two million a month. That's, that's even ridiculous for Biden. Yeah, two million, but two million in one year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we cannot sustain this. None of the, what they want to do will make the United States sustainable. It, I mean, how can you, even the most nitwitted liberals should be able to understand it. Well, of course, chances are they can't, but you, know, you, you can't do it. But see, that's why I'm so hard on black Democrats. They, but for black Democrats, this stuff would not be happening. The fact that black Democrats vote blindly, don't ask any questions. Even these preachers who took the walk around money, who supported Joe Biden. I mean, their moral feathers are not ruffled by the fact that all this evil is taking place. Our country's being destroyed. The country where they live at, the country where they live in laps of luxury, they don't care. Because these people, I mean, dude, I, I, I guess the conscience has been seared. They don't care anymore. All they want is money. They don't care about Jesus. They don't care about the, the day of judgment. They don't care about salvation. All they want is money. The evidence is what? All around us. So they can call me a lie, but they can't prove that I'm a lie. You can call me what you want. But you will not call out the evil that is emanating from this administration. And they act like they don't have to live in this country. Okay, the Bidens of the world, he'll be dead. <laughs> and and uh, But the AOCs, uh, I, I know you think you'll be living in the lap of luxury, uh, di- uh, well away from the, from, the, from the wreck that you wreck on this country. But eventually it's going to catch up with you. You keep flooding the country with a bunch of illegals, they're going to eventually make it to your house, too. As far as well, you know, uh, you got a lot there, AOC. Man, we need to, man, we need to uh, just break that off from you too, because you, you just can't keep uh, piling up two million people plus a year. And like you said, one that you on paper, and nothing bad happens. Like you can't keep spending 
three trillion dollars and more than you make a year, and nothing bad happens. It's, it's the common sense has to eventually come become common again in this country. And, and, and the, when people complain, like Tucker said last night, oh, they want to blame labor you as racist. That when they got running for the governor of New York, he uh, he mentioned said something about it. You want to call him racist because he don't want his country overrun? But yeah. The, we're tired of racism. He needs to finally stop losing his meaning. So, because because if it means they're like we're a woman, <laughs> we're like well, that's true. Yeah, woman means any. If woman can mean anything, then it means nothing. Mm-hmm. If racism can mean everything, then it means nothing. That's what you white people need to start acting like. You made this spread this word so thin, it don't mean anything anymore. It, it, and they should act like that too. People should act like you know what. Black people complaining about racism is old and passe. So what? You want to do some? Matter of fact, you want reparations? Why don't you? Your child who's sitting up in parchment right now for having murdered somebody, having stolen somebody's stuff, why don't you pay reparations to that family? If reparations is good for you, for the injustice you sir, uh, endured, then why isn't it good for the families of the, of the victims that your son or daughter created? So, I mean, let's go all the way. If you're going to be down for it, we're not just going to pay reparations for people who are victim of racism. We're going to pay reparations for people who are victim of the Democrat Party, period, in their policies. Exactly. We, we cannot sustain this. It, folks, it's, it's nonsense. It, you know, you just can't keep dumping uh, people or spreading them all over the country because you want to change the demographic. Actually, actually, they can do it. They shouldn't do it. But, again, at this point here, the problem is right. not them. It's not Joe Biden. The problem is us. Right. People right, do what right. they can get away with. They don't do anything less. They do what they can get away with. And they're getting away with this because of the Chris Rays in the world, uh, the Department of Homeland Security, people like Benny Thompson, and all those folks who work for these federal agencies that are fil- facilitating this for the sake of a paycheck. After running around here all this time, pretending that they had such high moral and, uh, and uh, uh, moral fiber and integrity, yada, 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 and then when they see actual corruption and criminality taking place, they fold like a lawn chair. They turn their hair. They avert, the, they avert their eyes. No, nah, Hoss. I'm telling you, man, the day of reckoning is coming for all of us, even Radio Strongman. Rob, yeah, they're going to keep pushing us until we get violent with them. And then that's just, how, that's just what's going to happen. They're going to keep pushing until we, until we get violent. Well, that's, that's what they want. And they're hoping that they'll have enough uh, uh, people who have been brainwashed, sufficiently so, that they will uh, uh, be able to roll up on us. That's not going to happen. So I'm telling you, you folks who are working for the government now, doing all this to the American people, <laughs> Hoss, I'm telling you now, you're betting on the wrong horse. You and I your do. family are going to be in the position that you're trying to put us in. What goes around will come around. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, man. All right. Let's go to Ricardo. Hey, man. All right. All right. You got something to say? Come on. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. And this is your host, Radio Strongman, Kim Wade. Come to you live on my 66th birthday. God has blessed me to see one more year. And I just thank God I'm blessed beyond my ability to say grace over all that I've received Uh not just today, but in life. I uh, think about my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids. And uh, I'm just, like I said before, life is good. This is what I'm saying. Hoss, I'm not putting up with your crap, okay? You're not taking over this country. You're not going to do it the way you think you're going to do it. 
If it comes down to me or you, you have to go. That's how it's going to go. Let's go to my good buddy, Ricardo. Hey, man. Hey, Kim. How you doing? Just uh, listen, listen to you talk to Mobile Bob. You talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, people, you know, basically not putting up with it or whatever it was. I can't remember exactly, but what reminded me of was an article I saw in the Wall Street Journal about, you know, people leaving California and New York and all these blue states, especially during this, and the, they're really leaving California and the West Coast. But uh, the article was talking about how reluctant they'd been about talking about why they were leaving. And um, it reminds me of someone I know with my company that moved from California to Nashville. And he's talking about it's for the people and all this. And then the week after he moved, there was like a doubling in the taxes that uh, Gavin Newsom is proposing on the state mm-hmm. income tax level to pay for uh, health care for all illegals. So they're going to go from a 13% tax rate up to like a 26. It's going to be a $12,000 minimum per household tax increase in California for them to have uh, uh, health care for all illegals. You know, he's just going to give it to them. But the article is talking about, you know, California. One guy just came out and said, I'm, I'm tired of walking out and I can't go to the park anymore because it's become a homeless park. I pay a lot of money in taxes and I can't use any of the services. You know, I can't go to the local Rite Aid because it closed because of all the uh, shoplifting. And uh, there are needles everywhere, so I'm, he's moving to, you know, Texas. I just hope he doesn't vote that way. And uh, they're just saying the taxes and just the, uh, the, 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 the downfall of the entire structure of the country, which is what, I mean, not country, but the state, but that's what they want to replicate on a national level. That's right. You know? And uh, so, anyway, people are moving and quitting their jobs. And just the opposite, there was a Chicago company that they were talking about in the same article talking about they were relocating to California. They lost like 70% of their employees because they weren't moving. (laughs) 70% said, we're not moving to California with Chicago or Illinois wages and for that. So if you won't move from Chicago to California, you know it's bad. And see, that's the thing about it. We're allowing these people just to bogart, yep. to, to, to yep. put some bass in their voice and, tell, and just order everybody around. Look, I'm calling on men. Folks, we need to yep. get up in these folks' face. They need to smell our breath and say, Hoss, this, this is not happening here. And the problem that we have is they don't care about the death and destruction because they're going to live like Nancy Pelosi above the fray. Yep. It's like these lawyers yep. who go into court and sue until our schools are just raggedy with no order and discipline in them. And yep. then they have their kids out in Madison some dang where. Enjoying well, well, the better life. Well, you got all you got to do is look at Kenny Wayne. Is it Kenny Wayne Jones? Yeah, that used to be a senator in Canton. Right. When he was on the Shallow Gallo show, when I used to listen to that crap, one day he was on there and talking about education, and and Shallow Gallo actually asked the question: So, where do your kids go to school? Well, they went to St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. He said, well, "Why don't they go to Canton?" The man actually, and I remember this, actually laughed and said, my kids are doing calculus while they're playing with crayon. <laughs> that was the public school that he represented, but because none of his constituents, they're like Benny Thompson ones, you give them a fish fry once every two years, you know, and a, and a 40-40 mad dog, they're happy. Yep. They're going to vote for it. He knew it. He was laughing at them because none of them listened to the show. And, and, but my kids are doing calculus while they're playing with crayons. How did the man on a on a state senator salary afford to go there? The same way he is at the Hines County as administrator, graft. I mean, that, but that's what you look. David Blunt, who is a state senator out of Jackson, 
He is such a pro-public school person. Wife teaches in public schools. His kids have been at St. Andrews since, I don't know, since they could enroll there. Mm. Why weren't they in public school in Jackson where he lived in Bellhaven? Mm. He lives in Bellhaven. His kids weren't walking across the street to Power APAC. He was driving them up to Ridgeland to a private school that cost twenty grand a year for them to be in a private school. That's really good, you know, living if you can do it. You know, I don't know. I couldn't afford it, but I'm glad he can. Yeah. On a state senator's salary, by the way. Right. So. Well, and, and anyway, I, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to I sent you that article, but it's a Wall Street Journal article. It's finally, it said that uh, Biden is creating more Republicans because mm. all of them are like, you know, identifying as non-Democrat. I mean, I hope that's the case and they're not moving to Florida and Texas and Tennessee and Alabama, you know, and, and bringing the same voting policies. But that's usually what happened because, oh, oh, we need to do this. And next thing you know, they run. It's almost like locusts. They come in and eat up everything, and they think they're cute to begin with until you look up and there's nothing but nubs there. So, <laughs> wow. You know, but anyway, I mean, I thought you and Mobile Bob were talking about something that reminded me of it, and I was looking up the article. Well, and that's anyway, just talk it. Talk to you later, man. Thank you, Ricardo. Oh, go ahead. So, I'll see you. Bye. They don't care what they destroy. And this is the problem I have with the black preachers who don't have anything negative to say about the Democrat Party. Nothing. Oh, they'll get behind the pulpit and call Donald Trump's mama something that is not of God. But all this evil, all this murder, this black woman they're talking about putting on the Supreme Court, baby killer. This is what represents black. And the pastors, Go into your scriptures and show us where all this black and race thing is such a big deal with our Lord and Savior. Show us. You're under demonic influence. I know it. You know it. And you know that we know it. And you don't care because you're taking the money. You're going to bust hell wide open with this foolishness. You're misleading the sheep that you. You said, Lord, call me to lead y'all. But there's going to be a carrying charge. I, I, I. I'm staggered at people's unwillingness to do the minimum, the minimum, on behalf of our Lord and Savior. Folks, I don't get it right. I get it wrong more than I get it right. That's what I'm saying. Grace, grace, grace. It's got to be grace. Just for me knowing me. And yet, I just noticed the fidelity that people have to evil, wrongdoing, lies, deceit, bribery, corruption, graft. But ask them to do something right. Try to get a group of black folks to go along with building something positive for future generations. I'm talking about the black folks on the stage of life now. I ain't talking about those who have gone on, the Osceola McCarty's and the uh, 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 Henry Kirksey's. And I ain't talking about them. That was a different generation. These Negroes now are selfish. That's what I was saying about Socrates. Dude, you've been the head contractor, head Negro and contractor. For 25 years, you don't think you need to graduate? You don't think you let you don't need to let somebody else get up to the buffet table and get a plate? It's all about them. This is un this is unnatural. It's, it's not scriptural. And then the pastors won't even dude. I'm not a Bible scholar, but I done read in there where it say, hey, ho, 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 ho. you don't do this to the kids. You teach these kids what it is they're supposed to be doing. You living in a fine house, God bless you. I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't got no problem with the church pay you. Man, they pay you what, 
Bruh, take your task, take your job serious. Take it serious. Because you better hope I ain't behind in line when we get up to them gate. Peter, uh, 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 skip ahead a few more pages. Go Go ahead. I was there. I saw him in Jackson. I saw him take the money from Joe Biden. Preachers letting these politicians stand on holy ground in their church to tell lies. And they've told themselves by talking amongst themselves that it's okay. I don't think it is. I don't have a heaven hell to put you in, but I do have raised eyebrows. Our number 601-879-0002. Who's that? Jane E. Hey, Jamie. Good afternoon, sir. First of all, I'd like to say happy, happy birthday. Many, 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 many more. Thank so you, all sir. All the very best to you and, of course, your family and your colleagues. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that uh, I'm very proud that I got to listen today and hear that it was your birthday. So mm-hmm. that, that's a good thing. Uh, I wanted to just really comment. I always, uh, I you know, I tend to agree when you talk, when you and Mobile talk, Mobile Bob, and and I, and I understand his frustration. I mean, I understand the frustration in all of us. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing. It's not that people are stupid. Yes, we have stupid out there. But m- the majority of our people are ignorant. They just don't know any better. How can so many doctors be taken by a few dollars throughout the country? Just, just. No morals. And John Adams said this. He said, a, 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 this type of government cannot exist without a moral compass. Now, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not sure that was his quote. But a moral compass, a religious underling, mm-hmm. you, you have to believe that there's a higher power. That's right. You're not the end all, that there is a higher power. So... We've cut out schools with uh, with morality and any kind of uh, right and wrong, and so whatever anybody thinks is right is what they think is right, and that's it. Every man for himself, except when if, if it's every man for himself, and they get shot or they get hurt in committing their crime, then it's not going to be every man for himself. Then it's either racism or bigot or it's every man for himself and God for us all. Look, I have to take a break. We got a call coming in. We'll be right back. Thanks, Jamie. Go ahead. All right. All right. With no further ado, we got about six minutes. We have Socrates Garrett on the line. He's not there. Okay, he didn't hold through the break. Uh, well, Sock, I don't know. I'm supposed to have some guests next hour, but you're welcome to come in. We'll give you the four hour, four two hours, however long you take. But with all due respect, bro, you guys are look. The citizens of Jackson cannot afford set aside programs no more the way they, the way they're practiced. And after 25 years, you should have graduated. You should be up there competing with Hemp Hill and Yates and everybody else by now. You've got access to enough folks with money. Y'all need to make it happen. He's back. Okay. All right. Now we got him. Sock. What's up, Kim? Man, we're going to have to have you in the studios. Well, you, you're going to be able to get me. You keep calling me out. <laughs> you're going to have to. You're going to have to I'm, make trying to be, for me. I'm trying to build my audience. I know if, you, if you're if listening and you got everybody else listening. Well, I tell you. Well, I, I just want to say this to you, Kim. You know, I got a lot of issues with what's going on in the black community. 
Uh, I got. I think we got failed leadership there, and I think that there are some issues that we got to work through as a community. But I want to straighten you up a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, we are a contractor. We are a third generation contractor, and my son makes the fourth generation. You know, we're not supposed to go anywhere. No, 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 nor is Hemp Hill, Yates, or Mid State, or anybody else. We don't leave the marketplace. We get up every day to try to build a great company for generations to come in the future. So I got, I, I, I don't have, I don't know what you're talking about when you say, or leave the table so somebody no. else can. Well, let me clarify. You know, I, I don't, I don't get that. Well, let you me, know, I don't. let me tell you directly what I said. I said after yeah. 25 years, you shouldn't be competing uh, against these other minority contractors trying to come up. You need to elevate it and move on to the next level. Uh, Kim, you got to do your research on me. I, I don't compete with other minority contractors that I know of. I currently have at least $7 million worth of construction work going on right now, and we're the only minority construction firm I know that bids on this work because we're the only firm that I know that can bond $20 million projects. At this at this particular time, well, now I, I certainly will love to assist and help and develop and work with any minority firm that wants to get a toehold in this thing. I believe in that, well, uh, but uh, I wish what, there were more of us, and so we just can't cut down the one that we do have. No, I, listen, listen, I, I'm not for cutting down. Look, I want everybody to get their grind on. I'm a, I'm a free enterprise kind of guy. Get your grind on. But when you're grinding, it's causing people not to be able to afford their own city services. That's a problem. We need to do a top-down review. Now, what I want to do right now while I got you on the line, I want you to get your calendar lady to get together and find out when you're going to have some time to come in and sit down with me. Well, you got my number, mm-hmm. and so uh, get your calendar lady ready, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, I'll come and visit with you. All right, because uh, I want to give you adequate time to address the things. Listen, everybody has a right to pursue uh, their dreams and hustle and everything else. All I'm saying is, after 66 years of living, I found out that everybody who keeps talking that black talk, which included Farrakhan, which I rolled Ace Deuce with him for 15 years, they ain't doing nothing for the folks at the end of the day. It's just a bunch of rhetoric, man. And I know you employ a lot of people, but I also know that there are a lot of folks who were tearing down houses who didn't get to eat last year. So that's why I want you to come in and let's talk about these contracts and things, because ain't nobody got it all right. Anybody doing it all right all the time, doing it right all the time. I'll I'll be happy to come in and talk to you about that. But before I go, you do know this, that African-American firms get less than 2 percent of contracts for goods and services from the state of Mississippi and less than 10% from the municipalities and less than 10% from the county and airport authority and school board. So African-American firms... And why do you think that is so? You got about a minute. Well, it's it's a couple of reasons that's so. And it's going to take that hour for us to talk about it. Let's do that because that's going to be an exciting show, interesting show, and informative show. Because everything just, I mean, you can't just look at those percentages and say that there's discrimination going on a lot. Just like with the water sewer uh, uh, upgrade thing, the people of Jackson got ripped off. We're paying twice for something that really didn't need to be done. We're paying over $190 million for something that we could have lived with as far as leaking water meters was concerned. And everybody thinks that's okay. I don't give a damn if another minority ever get another contract if I got to pay $400 a month for water. Well... Yeah, we need the whole hour because Siemens was the prime contract on that, an international firm, the largest in the world. And minorities got small contracts to do several different kinds of things. 
but we can't focus on minorities. We got to focus on, you know, who negotiated the deal with the city and who represented that the water Look, leaders were. We, we will have you in. It's going to be a two hour show, so prepare to give up two hours to us, okay? I will. Thanks, Doc.、Right, take care. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. We're back and it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios. This is your host, who? Radio Strongman, Kim Wade. I am coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. And you just heard from Socrates Garrett. You know, here's the thing about Sock, though. Sock, he ain't going to back down. He ain't going to run for nobody. He's going to just say, look, this is what I'm doing, this is what I say. And, uh, So, we're going to set up a time for him to come in. We're going to spend both hours with him.、Uh, he can just drop the knowledge on us, explain to us what's going on, and I can、uh, voice my concerns. But I do believe that、uh, those who call themselves, anytime you see black, black caucus, black whatever, these folks running a scam. Okay? What started out as a cause has developed into a business, and now it's turned into a racket. And I'm not for that. I'm sorry. You can't. You, You can't draw on the, the pains of everybody else and then all the ret-、uh, reparations for that come to you. Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. We're going to have to find a better way of doing it. So, again, we'll have him on. I'll get with him and、uh, well, I'll let you know when he's coming on. And,、uh, folks,、uh, I want to remind you if you're looking for a real estate agent, you're looking for Rita Jensen. Rita has over three years、uh, in the real estate market. She knows how to market homes, she knows how to get results. She's your girl to call when you have a home to sell. Or you're looking to buy a home. Rita's honest as the day is long, and she does the type of work where, you know what, when you decide to sell your home or、uh, trade up or whatever, you're going to call Rita again. Again, most of her business now is repeat business because she's done such a good job. She's selling to the kids and the grandkids in some instances. Give Rita a call, 601 720 4037. Or check her out on the web, ritajensen.net. That's J E N S E N.net. All right, folks, using the full weight of my local influence, which is limited, I have in the studios with me from District 25,、uh, State Representative Mr. Eubanks. Dan Eubanks, correct? Yes, that's correct. That's All right. right. Well, Mr. Eubanks, welcome to WYAB. Well, thanks for having me here. And I, I, and I feel like I'm a little bit wife's dad over here on the couch. But the,、uh, I, I feel obliged to, to、uh, wish you a happy birthday.、Hey. So, happy birthday from, from all of us over at the Capitol. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, yeah, I made it. Uh, uh, One more year, and it wasn't for the lack of trying on my enemies. And when I went down sick a couple months ago, they said、uh, hat pin sales went through the roof. So I guess they're all rusting right now because they didn't get to come to my casket and jab it in me, make sure I was really dead. <laughs> but anyway, I am blessed. And, uh, uh, but it's good to have you here in the studios. As you know,、uh, folks, the legislature is in session, and Dan is a representative down there. He's going to give us an overview. Now, one of our interests、uh, here at WYB is the COVID.、Uh, Virus, vaccine, any legislation dealing with COVID that's going on down there. We'll let you talk about the other stuff later, but 
Give us an overview of what's in the hopper down there at the state legislature. Well, we came out of the, the gate just going 90 to nothing. So, mm-hmm. like, um, do you want me to talk about just general well, bills the, and, and some of the direction that we're going this it, session in the it, legislature? It, or do you want to talk about COVID stuff? I want to talk about what bills are – because, I mean, COVID impacts everything around us, our people. Oh, our, absolutely. Our livelihood, whether or not we can keep our jobs. Everything. So, just what of the bills that are there? Give us a, a thumbnail sketch of those and let us know the status of them. Okay, very good. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that I think many of your listeners probably are aware of, uh, it's kind of hard not to be in this day and age, uh, is just the infringement on people's liberty and freedom. And uh, you know, one of the things about these mandates is it strips your individual freedom and liberty away from you, the very, very thing that, that our founding documents do. And it even strips your religious freedom when, you know, when an employer can decide whether or not your religious beliefs are deeply held or not. And right. I mean, I always think it's kind of odd because you got, um, you know, your pastor, your rabbi, your mom, whatever, they don't have the authority to assess the nature and the deeply held spiritual beliefs you have. So what on earth makes us think that some HR person who may or may not have a bias towards religion in general can make the assessment of whether or not you believe something that you say you believe in? And then to deny you an exemption and then to terminate you and deny you the ability to provide for your family or to work in a career that you went to school for or maybe you spent the last 20 years in. It's it's criminal. It is it is that, and particularly in this day and age when they insist that you accept someone's pronoun uh, on the hour, okay, you, yeah. an hour ago you were whatever, now you're something else, and I'm supposed to go along with this here? Are you going to take me to HR? No, there's, there's, things, there's so many things that are just too fluid. Uh, we need the certainty uh, of some laws that will say, no, this cannot stand, and this is what we're going to do. So in that regard, what legislation is, is restoring people's right to be able to say, I, I want my choice to take the uh, vaccine or not? Right. Now, we've got a stack of legislation. One of the things I did right off the bat was call a meeting with uh, any legislator that had COVID-related mandate, vaccination-related uh, bills, and we sat down, in the House at least, right. and we sat down and we went through everybody's stuff, and a lot of us had comparable bills. Uh, one, for example, myself and uh, Representative Ford and Representative Hale had, we each had a bill that would prevent our loved ones from dying alone right. in a hospital. That, that that's criminal. I can't tell you. Right. I've heard such heartbreaking stories of people who were denied the ability to spend the last moments with their mom or their mm-hmm. dad or their brother. Representative Hale, that is his story. Right. And so we decided to go with his bill. And what that would do is basically say, you can't you can't deny somebody the basic human right of being with their loved one. I mean, make them wear a mask, make mm-hmm. them do whatever measures they need to do to come in. But but you should never deny a family member that kind of closure or or the ability to be in the room with their with their loved one That's as right. they're, they're fading. My mom has a good friend whose husband, he had COVID and he got really bad, but he refused to go to the hospital because he's like, I'm not going to die alone in a hospital. So he <laughs> died at home. Yeah. And we shouldn't have that. We shouldn't have people so afraid to go to the hospital because they know they're going to be isolated and they won't be able to see anybody or connected. So that's one of the bills. Um, I think it has a pretty good chance. Um, we're working very hard to try and get that through. And, and like anything, you know, you always butt up against resistance. Right. For whatever reason, people refuse to read the writing on the wall, look at the facts, to even look at some of the NIH and CDC data. Right. We, today we had a bill come through that, the, um, that was going to ban uh, vaccine passports or denying services or employment to any government 
mm-hmm. agency, state, municipality, whatever. Right. And one of the members of the House got up and started arguing about, well, you know, it's it's you know, how, who are you to you know, you're going to give these people their rights, but what about the rights of the vaccinated? And I'm sitting here just biting my tongue, thinking, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? You know, you had the right to take it if you wanted it. Okay, so you obviously took it. And you took it, why? Because it was supposed to protect you from the unvaccinated. Right. And so you feel like you're somehow having your rights stripped because you're giving somebody else the, the God-given right to decide, hey, I don't want that in my body. Right. And so there's just complete disconnect for some folks yeah. that just refuse to see the truth, refuse to look at the, the data even. And then, and then they tell you, that we need to go by the science. The science says we need to take this. The science is not saying that you need to take that vaccine oh. or that the vaccine is going to do what you say it's going to do. Exactly. And and it's starting to actually start come out now. You know, there was no history involved with this vaccine or therapeutic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they are starting to see, I mean, it, everybody will admit to you now, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated, boosted, whatever, you're going to get this mm-hmm this uh, Omicron that's going around. Right. And it, it has done that. They shut the Senate down the first week we were here because the lieutenant governor, who's vaccinated and boosted, mm-hmm. and several other members all had COVID. Mm-hmm. And so to to think that you must strip somebody else of their liberty right, to take something that's not actually going to prevent you from getting it, prevent you from spreading it, right. and we already know that as a fact. We can just look at the legislature and see that mm-hmm. that's played out. It doesn't even make sense does, on a logical level. And see, the fact that it doesn't make sense uh, then I'm left to believe that they're just using the power of their position to push people around. Everybody who's making these decisions about shutting this down and you can't do this, these people are not missing a paycheck. Their, their right. livelihood, is, I mean, down to the last man, their livelihood is not being affected. The people who live and work in the private sector, uh, they don't know if they're going to be able to make their rent, their house note or whatever because uh, Delbert Hoseman or somebody, Dr. Dobbs, decide, well, we can't do this, we can't do that. And Dr. Dobbs checks coming on the 1st and the 15th. Oh, yeah. They're, even when everybody was being quarantined and shut down and told they couldn't leave their house, all the government workers still got their check. Right. And so along that vein, we have we have several different pieces of legislation. You can't just put it all together in some type of omnibus bill because, you know, you're going to have resistance towards different aspects of it, and it's kind of the kiss of death. So. Right. So we broke a lot of it down. We have a uh, we have a, a bill that will that will prevent. Well, the bill that we passed today. Let me tell you what it does, um, or at least what it's supposed to do. It it is a ban for any kind of vaccine passport use or or vaccine identifier. But this only applies to the the government sector. Mm-hmm. If you have a government job or a municipal government job or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't protect our private mm-hmm. employee or private sector workers. Um, it, it takes and it, uh, bans making the COVID vaccine mandated to go to school. So it takes, takes care of our public schools, takes care of our colleges. Um, well, those are the areas that we're having the most problems right now. And so, you know, I applaud the speaker for, uh, taking that step. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that there's been a outcry. Uh, I know I've been in his office every day for the last week Mm -hmm. and, he he is very aware of the fact that I think it is a very big important issue, and it's it's not just a Republican Democrat issue. You know, uh, to that point, and I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I I think uh, you legislators down there, legislators down there, are really missing the fact because, in my mind, from my vantage point on the political totem pole, I think this whole thing about medical marijuana, marijuana bill, period, is totally distorted to most people. 
Yeah. In terms of their concern is, am I going to lose my job at the University Medical Center because of these onerous mandates that are coming down? And you're telling me about, uh, you know, I mean, you can encapsulate the whole marijuana bill into pothead bill or whatever. And even though I know there's medical reasons for it, and, right. I, and, I, and I'm for that, but there seems to be so much emphasis on the medical marijuana to the detriment of people who actually work. We understand the people who are sick, and I hope they get the relief that they need. I hope they get the bill passed, yada, yada, yada. But from the, our standpoint, you guys spend way too much time on this. Kim, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And here's the thing that gets lost in the, the messaging. People constantly say, well, you know, we can't do that because the federal regs or OSHA this or the Biden mandate or the whatever. We can't do that, you know. But we will turn right around and legalize a substance that's illegal federally. I mean, that's there's right. 38 states that have said, no, we you're don't care what the right. federal laws are. We're going to do it this way. So anybody that tell you we can't do something because the feds tell us we can't mm-hmm. is lying to you. Yeah. Or else or else they bought the lie. Right. And the other thing that really, really bothers me and gets under my skin is you have people constantly saying, well, you know, we, we, we can't tell the private market what to do. We can't tell the private, you know, private businesses what to do. Everything we do under that dome, we're telling private citizens, private business, and um, that's right. And then public businesses or the government businesses what to do. And so that's a lie too. It's a distortion of the truth. And so I, you know, the bill today that, that came out of the House, um, I, I applaud the, the the speaker's efforts there, but it doesn't go far enough because. It's just protecting the government, folks. It w- does take care of the uh, schools and the college students, which thank God for that. And he did uh, ultimately uh, acquiesce to me and put the, uh, you know, religious exemption. Here's here's my oh, thinking is that I, no business in this state has the right of denying somebody their religious exemption. exemption. You can make accommodations, make them wear a mask, whatever you got to do to make you feel safe. But don't strip them of that basic fundamental right. And, and you know, Title VII of the Civil Rights Code, uh, the national RIFRA, the state RIFRA that we passed years back, it's a violation of all those things for me to strip you of your right and freedom of religion and expression. If they were stripping people of color mm-hmm. from the right to even work, oh, sorry, we're firing you because you're not the right skin color for whatever situation, right. people would be up in arms about it, right. and and uh, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But but it is just as important. Every freedom, every liberty that we lose, we won't get back without without major major pain. On someone's Folks, part. We're talking with uh, District 25 Representative uh, Dan Eubanks. He's here in the studios. Our number is 601-879-0002. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Thursday. Glad to be back here in the studios. We have Dan Eubanks, uh, House Representative, uh, District 25, in the studios with us. Before we get back to Dan and to our callers, I want to remind you, Metal Builder Supply in Pearl. Folks, they provide quality, commercial, and residential metal roofing. I've used them. I commend them to you highly. Pre-engineered steel buildings, many storage facilities, and steel components with old-time service and competitive prices. Folks, their commitment and their experience and expertise will have you being a lifelong customer as I am. So when you're looking for metal roofing, uh, pre-engineered steel, uh, metal builder supply, they're your huckleberry. Matter of fact, check them out online, metalbuildersupply.com. That's metalbuildersupply.com. They're located at 632 North Biederman Road in Pearl, Mississippi. The number over there is 932-0202. As they would say, come on down. Call Metal Builder Supply today for all your metal roofing, pre-engineered steel building, trim, and metal decking needs. 
Now we have Rob on the line. Hey, Rob. Hey. Hey, I can barely hear you. We can hear you good. Go ahead. Look, I, I'm hearing all this talk about a marijuana bill. I want to know what happened to the ballot initiative. Where's all the discussion about something that's really important? Good question. Good question. We'll let Mr. Dan、uh, address that. Thank you, Rob. All right.、Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah, thank you. Good question, Rob. The.、Uh, Most of your listeners are probably aware of the fact that what happened when, after Initiative 65 passed, that it was challenged in the Supreme Court, state Supreme Court, and they shot it down.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, the reason I think they used was originally we had five congressional districts in the state. We have four because, you know,、right. our House seats are based on population. And so that may change. We may lose one in the future if the other states grow and we shrink. And so, on a technicality, they basically overruled Initiative 65. And the whole ballot initiative process because it says you must get an equal amount of, of, of registered voters from each, from each district. And if there's only four districts, you can only really get them from four districts, but I guess it was supposed to be from the five districts. So, in, in killing the ballot initiative process, which basically the way it works is, is you have to get a set amount of signatures from qualified voters. And you've got to、um, you know, petition with the Secretary of State's office. And if you get that amount, you can get a ballot initiative put on the ballot, and people can come vote on a constitutional amendment. So、mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a Hail Mary for the citizenry, just like it,、uh, some folks might be aware of sort of an Article V Convention of States.、Right. Article V of the Constitution is when the federal government no longer listens to the states anymore, they can call an Article V Constitution Convention and then take an.、Uh, Send their own people there to make an amendment to the Constitution. Same process、right. the, that the Congress uses. <clears throat> well, this is, a, this is a process that was set up for the people of Mississippi. I think it was back in the early 90s. And they could collect enough signatures. If you didn't like something in the state and the legislature refused to hear it, refused to bring it out for discussion or vote, then the people could take the initiative and they could go collect enough signatures. And if they could hit that threshold in the amount of time and do all the, jump through all the hoops, They could get something put on the ballot. And that's what happened with Initiative 65. There w a s enough signatures collected to get it on the ballot to legalize, or legalize a medical marijuana program. And it was going to put it into the state constitution. Once they ruled it invalid, then what happened was it put into question other stuff like you know, voter ID and you know, eminent domain and、mm-hmm. other ballot initiatives in the past. And so effectively, that. Sort of like ripped the rug out from under other ballot initiatives that were going on at the moment. There was one for the, the original state flag,、mm-hmm. there was one for expanding Medicaid. There's a bunch of different initiatives at any given time. Well,、um, then the legislature steps in and says, Well, we're going to craft a program. We're going to make our own medical marijuana program. And they had hearings, and, and that went on for the past year. And the program that we have been just Everything seems like it's been about marijuana the first couple weeks of session. Y'all smoking dope down there? Man, something. And so,、um, you know, and so the legislature came up with the plan that was ultimately, when I say legislature, in reality, it's, it's a small group of individuals. The, the general body doesn't really have any say. It comes to them and they just vote on it.、Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to amend a part of it on the floor because I felt like. The original limitation that they had, they had a ban on legislators or their families from being able to get into the business. 
but it wasn't really a ban. It just looked like a ban. It said you could not, if you were a legislator or your family couldn't get into the medical marijuana business until after the December 31st of 2022. Well, that's this year. Mm -hmm. And even when it passes and even if the governor signs it and it goes into law, there'll be, you know, six months before the permitting process. And so it it effectively did nothing. Right. And I try, and for the next 10 years, this thing will be getting course corrected because they Mm -hmm. can't tell all the unforeseen consequences. And, um, and think about it. If I'm a legislator that got into the business and I'm making money off the medical marijuana industry and I own a dispensary or I own a grower or an interest in it, when we do the course corrections, am I going to make I'm going to make my decisions in the best interest of the people of Mississippi right. or my own wallet? And so I tried hmm. to amend it and, you know, I actually got it up for a roll call. We had um, 41 legislators that voted for the amendment, not enough to get it over the line, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Well, now the question has come up about our ballot initiative process. Right. And, you know, what I am hearing is that it is not going to come back in, in the, the form that it currently ex- or previously existed. It's going to be you still have to collect signatures. You still get the issue on the ballot. People will still vote for it. And it will go into state statute or state law. Now, the the opponents of that particular approach are upset because it is a Herculean effort to get that many signatures and make sure they're all legitimate, verified voters, and it's very expensive, um, only to have something that, that might get passed that goes into state law that the legislature can come right back in a few months and change or basically make null and void. And so that's their argument. Um, there's other folks who are like, well, you know, we don't need to just amend our constitution every other day with stuff that shouldn't be in the constitution. That was a big argument from some folks when it came to putting medical marijuana in our state constitution. Right. Um, and so it is my understanding that that is the approach. I, I do believe it is going to get taken up um, this session. Um, but here's the thing there, your listeners out there may say that's a terrible idea or they may love the idea, but whatever happens, it will have to go onto the ballot for the people of Mississippi to vote on. So if you hate that, if you hate that approach, Vote it down. If you love that approach, vote for it. Um, but but the legislature can't change the Constitution without the people's approval either. So um, that is probably where it's going, um, just so you'll know that it that it's going to change the way the ballot initiative process works from making a constitutional amendment to actually making state law or state uh, statute. And and um, and so that's that's pretty much what I think we're going to see before the end of session. All right. What is the uh, what? I'm hard on Phil Philip Gunn here and Delbert Holzman. I just feel like you know for the power when Democrats get in those seats. I mean they make generational legislation that affects generations. We get up there and actually do nothing for the most part, or we do things for special interest groups to the exclusion of the citizens, et cetera. What are we wrong about? What am I wrong about, Philip Gunn? Tell me your measure of the man. (laughs) If if I'm not putting you on the spot. Well, you're putting me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it's hard to judge a man if you haven't walked in their shoes. Right. Right. And and so I've never been speaker, so I know there are dynamics and minutia that are involved in, um, you know, in, in running a body like that. Um, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things that I don't agree with, uh, as, it, as with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and so you know I think I th- I think what it comes down to as with anybody you're going to have your ideals and the things that you believe in whether you're hardcore sold out to vaccines or not you know mm-hmm. it's not going to be a priority to you if you you believe everybody should get a shot um or if it's medical marijuana maybe you're dead set against it well you can do everything in your power to kill it uh or if you want it you're going to do everything in your power to pass it and so i think i think um rather than make an assessment of anybody you know just take a look at what's been the uh what's been the legislation that has come out uh what has been the agendas that have been pushed and and you know your your listeners can make their own assessment okay we're talking with the state representative uh Dan Eubanks Here's the thing. Uh, the voters voted for the flag that was removed. The legislature came up with, oh, we, you know, we, we're going to use some dope boy magic with some new rules that we got, and we're going to take away your vote who voted for the flag. And I voted for the old flag. I wanted the old flag, and I voted for the old flag back in 2000 or whenever it was. And the same thing we see with the marijuana. It seems like whatever the people want, you guys, eh, we ain't made enough money off this one here. We need to go back to the drawing board. Are we wrong about this? Well, I will tell you that that's that's been one of the the things that has been a disappointment to me, and one of the things that I absolutely you know when I knocked on doors the the first time I ran, I've run twice. That was the number one. I thought people were going to ask me about education, or people asked me about you know the economy. Mm-hmm. The number one question, hands down, was where are you at on the flag, mm-hmm. and and I said, well, I'll tell you this: it doesn't matter where I'm at on the flag. I will never choose to unilaterally strip you of having a say in whether it goes away or we change it or we keep it. If that ever happens, I will fight to put it back before the people. And there were a lot of legislators that did that. And we, that whole issue, we, we fought to have it go back on the ballot and let the people decide if they want to change the flag like they did back 20 years ago. And All right, we're going to take a break here. Representative Dan Eubanks in the studios. We'll get to our calls when we come back. Oh, all right, folks, we're back. Hey, Dan Eubanks is in the studios with us, and he is uh, ripping it up, as they say, being very diplomatic and uh, very informative. Uh, if you got questions for Dan, we'll certainly take your calls here. Now, Dan, uh, we talk about the science regarding the vaccine and the virus, and 73% of the people who are catching the, uh, the Omicron have been vaccinated. Yeah, and there's there's some studies that actually you know point to the fact that after your booster especially your second booster, your immune system is lowered incredibly, exponentially. And, you know, the the problem is, is most people, I think, in, in our nation and just in general are intellectually lazy. Right. They, they don't want to, you know, you, you see a meme on Facebook and you make up your decision right there. You know, either agree with it or don't agree with it. If somebody says something you don't like, you either cancel them or, you you know, you agree with them and you share their post. That is how we've kind of become as a society. And that's that's a dangerous place to be. And if we're intellectually lazy and we're not willing to go do the, the research and the work, because I promise you the narrative that you get uh, through mainstream media, um, it's not a tenfold hat thing. I'll give you an example. Um, it was probably a week or two ago, mm-hmm. the, the congressman down in Texas that they were investigating – because he had some kind of connection to Azerbaijan or something like that. Oh, it was okay. it was negative. Yeah. Whatever. I went on there and every like CBS, NBC, I, 
nowhere did they list what party he was affiliate, affiliated yeah. with. When, when you see that, you know it's a Democrat. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm curious now, because uh, if he had been a Republican, that would have been the first thing that had come out. That's so right. I had to go to the, the actual, Congress's actual website, look the guy up. I thought maybe he was just a state legislator. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a Democrat. And so the the mainstream media will run interference for whatever the narrative is that I don't know who's behind pulling all the strings. but um, And that's why good legislation is so important. Good legislation that's uh, generational in its outlook. You know, I, I say this all the time. Fixing society's problems aren't hard. If the legislation that's being proposed on, at any level of government uh, concentrates on what's best for the kids and what's best for the tax base, everything else takes care of itself. If you got enough money and the kids are growing up true and strong, yeah. all the other stuff falls in place. Yeah. This is not rocket science, but we somehow, you know, we take these folks, they get a little uh, popcorn PhD, and then they want to pop up and try their thesis on society, and things go off the rails, and then we're sitting back saying, well, we need more of a, we need another program. No, you don't. You need to stop doing the stupid stuff, period. Oh, you're right. And you know, Kim, the, the other thing is that the minute a politician starts making their votes through the lens of re-election, mm-hmm. they're, they're instantly compromised. If I look and vote, if I vote for what's best for the kids or best for my society or best for my home, I'm going to do what's right. If I vote for what I think it's going to look like to the voters at election time, I'm already compromised. Mm-hmm. And so we've got we've got so many folks in in office across this nation, they vote through that lens. And 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 then it you wonder if like who on what level does this piece of legislation even make sense? Right. Well, it's it just happens to be the rage right now. And you think back home, well, let's see, voting against it. Is it going to resonate poorly with my base or is it going to be something I can run on, send out a mailer? The minute you start thinking like that, it's it's mm-hmm. over. And we're right. over as a nation. We need patriots. We need people that are not afraid to take the hard vote. And guess what? If it gets me sent home next time. Democracy works. Democracy yeah. works. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, I did what was right. Or at least what I felt and was convicted was right. right. And the the problem is we have a lot of folks that compromise. They don't do what they know in their heart is right. They do what they think is going to get them reelected. Representative Dan Eubanks is here. Let's go to Mark. Hey, Mark. Hello. Representative Dan Eubanks is here. Let's go to Mark. Hey, Mark. What's going on, Kim? Hello. Go ahead. Yeah, turn your radio down. Hey, Kim, can you hear me? Yeah, turn your radio down. Go ahead. Uh, I did, man. I had no thing. You know, there's a couple of things. I'm, I've got family that really use the matter. You're going in and out on us. Can you hear me? You're going in and out. Uh, well, I must, must be in a bad spot right now. Keep talking now. Can okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, I can't believe with all the lawyers that are in the, uh, and I, that represent us, that they could, that they didn't know that when we voted and did the referendum and everything, that the Supreme Court was going to say, oh, well, we've only got three districts voting, we need four. That had to be known. And I think the reason it was is because the legislature was thinking, well, Mississippi's not going to pass this, we don't have to worry about it. Well, when it did get passed, legislation started thinking, well, wait a minute now. We're not going to make any money out of this. So let's figure out how the legislator can make some money out of this. And I believe that's where that really came in. And that, to me, that's that right there tells you 
that what they're thinking about is not the people of Mississippi and what the people of Mississippi need and voted on, but what's going to be good for them. Well, how can they put some money in their coffers? You know? Well, I mean, yeah, they, 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 they knew that it wasn't going to pass. How many people? They knew that there were okay. three districts oh. and they needed four. Okay. The Supreme Court was going to turn it down. You can't tell me with all the lawyers we've got up there they didn't know that. Okay, well, look, let him respond. And, let, let him respond, Mark. We got up against the clock. Appreciate you. Hey, okay. Mark. Yeah. That, that's my thought about that. I, you know, I just okay. the legislature. They're looking for, they were looking okay. for Okay, 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 okay. We, we got it. We got you. Got you. Go ahead. Hey, Mark. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate the, the comments. The You know, the the thing is, is you can take a look at the 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 way the taxes were set up under initiative 65 and the way the taxes are set up now, we, we don't only have a, a sales tax, but we've got an excise tax on top of that. Um, there's some, there's some talk that they expect this maybe will generate $50 million and it'll probably cost about $10 million to actually run. So what, what we've effectively done, I had another amendment I tried to get passed on the floor that would have dealt with this. It, it, it's taxing the, people the sick people of the state that are using the drug um to put money in the general coffer and and that at its at its base is i think wrong you know there's nothing else in the uh in the state we don't tax penicillin we don't tax opioids we don't tax uh you know um Mm -hmm. insulin uh, we don't tax your walker or your wheelchair when you buy it, any kind of medical equipment. We're calling this a medical marijuana program, mm-hmm. and we're taxing it. So so you got to ask yourself, really, too, is this really a medical marijuana program or an income generator or actually a um, uh, you know recreational program gonna, that's kind of blended in with gonna it? It's going to fix the schools. It's going to go towards education. Yeah, you know, the same thing they tell you on every vice uh, uh, legislation that comes up. You know, they did it with liquor. They did it with casinos. Now they're doing it with medical marijuana. You know, we're going to tax it, and it'll be for the general good, yada, yada, yada. But as you pointed out earlier, there's going to be a lot of costs associated with this introduction of America. Um, now, not so much medical marijuana as it's just the— Right. There'll be a human toll associated yeah. with this. There'll be folks that um, this is—you know, it's not all going to wind up in the hands of people that can be medically helped by it. Right. You, you know that. All right. Let's get Ponto in here. Hey, Ponto. Hello. <laughs> Let's get Ponto in here. Hey, Ponto. Hello. Yes, I. Uh, Can you hear me? Yes. Turn your radio down. Yes, I. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, maybe this is deja vu, Holy Ghost. My mother married a Ubay, so maybe we're related. Oh, okay. It's possible. I mean, uh, I think we're all related if you go back far enough. But I know. Uh, I know that. The, there were like three Eubanks brothers. One one hailed from Mississippi. One went to Arkansas. And one stayed in North Carolina, and and somewhere back down the uh, the family tree, I, there's a very good possibility. I'm a 77 year resident, born in downtown Jackson, 77 years ago. Absolutely, totally embarrassed to be a Mississippian. Really, passed beyond embarrassed to be a Jacksonian. I will run for governor next year. Whether I'm elected or not. I'm going to fix this city. Story in the Clan Ledger today said Jack, Mississippi is number one in America crime. We're number one. Why haven't we done done something by now? Listen, hold up, man. I make a lot of money off crime scene tape in those little cones. (laughs) So, hey, run your lane, bro. All right, thanks, Ponto. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
All right, let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hello. Yes, you're on there. Go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to say、uh, thank you for Mr. Eubanks and all the work that he does. We have a mutual friend and Rebecca Cheney. Oh, yeah. He's hoping to set me up yes, to,、yes. to chat with him in the near future about some、uh, potential things for me.、Uh, my name is Chris Hinkle. I've actually been on the air there before with Jameson Haygood. I'm the retired FBI agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking out at the Madison County School Boards, and I'll be、awesome. speaking tomorrow before the Mississippi Department of Education to try to squash this. You domestic terrorist, you. That's right. <laughs> you, better, you got a bullseye、But、on I, your back, son. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. But I appreciate what you do. I think, and I'm working on an article now that I'm hoping that the,、uh, some of the local papers may pick up that Mississippi needs a civics lesson.、Yeah. Because we get too many people that get elected to office and they think they're being elected to go up there and lead. And they're actually being elected to go up there and represent their constituency.、Yeah. And if they're not representing their constituency, and I'm getting answers from Lawmakers that I've spoken with, where they say, Well, until I hear from the Mississippi Medical Association, I'm not voting for X or Y. Or, you know, until I hear from, you know, the Mississippi、uh, Association of Educators, I'm not voting for X or Y. You are absolutely right. Looked, they're supposed to be working for the citizens.、Hmm. Um, and、I'll... I get frustrated when I, I, I talk to, to one of my representatives. I'm not going to say who it is, whether it's state or local. Or state or representative. And when I begin to discuss an issue that we want moving forward, all they want to talk about is, well, I'm only on this committee or I'm only on that committee.、Uh, and, you know, it has to go through another committee. And I remind them, yeah, we understand the mechanics of how legislation works, but we also understand that you have a voice and you should be speaking up on the concerns in your constituency. Good、If、for you. Not, Silence is an answer as well. And most people don't know the process. And so, you know, they can always do the blame game or say, well, I just can't do that.、Mm-hmm. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. You don't have to be in that committee. And that's what gets me. The radicals are out there, man. They're throwing whatever they can up against the wall and hope it th- sticks. And sometimes it does. And we need that same type of tenacity. And that's why I commend you and the Freedom Caucus. How can people get in contact with you, your contact information, and the Freedom Call? Well, absolutely.、Um, I, you don't have to just be in my district. I help people all over the state. And a lot of folks will call me and say, I can't get a hold of my guy.、Mm-hmm. I said, Well, tell me what you need. And so,、uh, yeah, if you, if you need help, call me. You can, you can find me online, just danubanks.com. Got all my digits on there.、Um, and the Freedom Caucus,、uh, we basically formed a new group here in the state as part of the, the National State Freedom Caucus. It's brand new. Uh, and it's in conjunction with sort of the, the Congressional Freedom Caucus. And、uh, we're hoping to hold everybody accountable and to grow that base. You can go to freedomcaucus.ms、uh, uh, to our website, find us on Facebook,、uh, call us, send us messages. We, we want to hear from you, we want to interact with you. And we need you because a rising tide lifts all ships. And so it's going to take people getting involved, learning the process, so you can't have. People pull the wool over your eyes and say, Well, that's out of my, you know, my wheelhouse, or I,、mm. I can't do it because I'm not a part of this.、Um, no, you elected them to try and make a difference.、Mm-hmm. And, and if they want to make a difference bad enough, they can. And so、um, join us. Join us in this fight to take our state back, to take our country back, to, to speak into this madness that's going on in this, this constant progressive march towards socialism and stripping people of their individual freedom and liberty, which is the very thing. That has made this country great for so long.、Absolutely. Made it the beacon on the hill. People swim channels to get here and risk、Absolutely. their lives to get here.、Um, we are the last hope. 
That's right. And we've got to fight for it. Well, I would agree with you on all of that, and we commend you for willing to do your part. And that's all that's asked of all of us. When the spotlight of freedom shines on us, we have to stand and deliver. And we're capable of doing it. Let's take back Mississippi. What we believe in is right. Our cause is right. We have no need to apologize. And remember, but it, re- it requires you to get involved. So turn your cap around. Let's do this. Gonna take a- Thank you for listening to the Kim Wade Show podcast. Tune in daily from 4 to 6 p.m. live on 103.9 WYAB in Jackson, Mississippi for the live and current Kim Wade Show. You can call in at 601-879-0002. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Kim Wade Show. Break. We'll be back in 22 hours. See you on the radio.